1: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hi, my name's Liam, and my story will blow you away. I grew up in an unsupportive home. My parents were always too busy to care for me, even though I was an only child. My dad was caught up in his job, and my mom was always busy with her social life. The only time they seem to take notice of me is when they tell me off. You won't go anywhere if you can't ace your tests! A B-plus is not enough! It's impossible for someone like you to get a good job if you stay like that! No matter how hard I tried, there's just no pleasing them. One time, I scored perfect on an important exam. The teacher and all my classmates praised me. I felt so happy I couldn't wait to let my parents know. Your parents must be so proud to have such a smart young boy like you. I felt a lump form in my throat. Yes, uh, they are. (laughs) That's all I've ever wanted. Maybe now, Mom and Dad will appreciate me at this time. As soon as the bell rang, I bid my friends goodbye and ran for the school doors with the biggest smile on my face. When I got home, Mom was on the phone and Dad was working on his laptop. I hurriedly announced the good news at the top of my lungs. Only one test? Stop shouting! Can't you see I'm talking to someone? Your dad's right. You need to do more than that. My heart sank. I'm sorry... I'll try to do better next time. (sighs) My head hung low as I slowly walked upstairs to my room. I didn't even touch my dinner that night. Holding back my tears, I swore to myself, One day, I'll show them one day. I studied my butt off day and night. My friends were all worried about me every time they saw me. I looked so pale and thin as if I don't eat. Dark circles hugged my eyes, and I spoke too slow that girls avoided me. Oh, what is wrong with him? He looks like a zombie! I heard his parents don't take care of him. He must be losing his mind. Being stared at and ridiculed became a daily thing at school. Some kids would throw stones at me when I tried to eat lunch outside. I acted unbothered. I'd rather be embarrassed alone than have my friends get shamed just by sitting next to me in the cafeteria. Oh, It sure was a nightmare for me. I thought of rebelling, but I didn't want to prove my parents right. I continued working hard. Playing or having any sort of fun wasn't on my schedule. Only getting excellent grades filled my mind. It took a toll on me, though. My body got so weak it could no longer keep up with me. I started failing my studies. Mom found out and immediately told my dad. I got slapped in the face. I gave my best... for nothing. It doesn't matter what I do. They won't ever treat me as their child. I wondered if I was a mistake. What if they didn't want to have me but had no other choice? I planned to run away. "'Summer came. Dad went on a business trip, and Mom was out of town. "'I packed my bag with clothes, food, and money I had saved up. "'I wasn't sure how long I could manage, but I was going to live in a different city "'and find a cheap place to stay for a few days. "'I'd find a job somehow and earn enough to get by. "'They probably won't even bother to look for me. "'I'll finally have the freedom I deserve.' I made a note saying I wanted a two-month vacation in the countryside. I don't know if they'll buy it. All I know is they wouldn't worry as much as other normal parents would. I carried my bag and stepped out into the night. It was so quiet. I pulled my cap lower as I scanned the streets. No one was around, and I could tell the neighbors were all indoors with their lights on. I began walking quickly, looking straight ahead of me was only three blocks away from my house when I heard a sound. Psst. I looked to my left. There, under the faint glow of a nearby street lamp, a familiar face was looking at me. Where are you going, Liam? It was my best friend, Jill. I rushed over to her side, making sure no one could see us. Please, don't tell anyone. I'm going away for a while. Going where? For how long? I'm sorry. I I really can't tell you. She put a hand on my shoulder. You don't have to hide anything from me. You know you can trust me. I let out a big sigh. <sighs> Alright. I'm moving to another town. I don't think I can take it anymore, Jill. Jill's my best friend. She understands me and knows exactly what I've been going through. Don't. I know a place where you can stay. Before I could say a word, she pulled me and half ran toward a cab coming in our direction. Are you mad? I whispered loudly as she waved to get the driver's attention. An hour later, we reached a dark road surrounded by trees. Jill asked the cab driver to stop. What the heck is this shady location? After we hopped off, I took a glance at my watch. It was 10 p.m., and we were in the middle of nowhere. Where are we? I trust you with all my heart, but this looks like the perfect setting for a murder. Jill just chuckled. (laughs) Wait till you see it. She turned on her phone's flashlight and started making a path through the untamed grass. I could only hope there were no snakes or bears as we trudged on the unknown forest soil. Finally, we made it to a clearing. I couldn't believe my eyes. Standing in the middle of the woods was a luxurious cottage. It looked like it just came out of a storybook. Jill said the cottage was a birthday gift from her rich uncle. It was a secret hideaway no one else knew about. She only went there when she needed to unwind. And after showing me inside, she handed over the keys and told me she had to be home soon. She said I could stay for as long as I needed. <sighs> What luck I had. It was a dream living in that place. At last, I had space to breathe and let myself enjoy away from any expectations. Jill always came by whenever she could to bring food and to hang out with me. She also helped me try painting again, a hobby I had to neglect to please Mom and Dad. Education was all that mattered to them. Days flew by, and before I knew it, I had become quite good at my hobby. Jill kept encouraging me to post my work online so much that I eventually gave in. To my surprise, a lot of people liked my art. We watched as the likes and shares increased each week. After some planning, we tried to sell the paintings. Some of them as art prints. Before we knew it, my art was everywhere. Videos, articles, social media accounts. The list goes on. I even began earning through merchandise. That wasn't the best part though. I was busy working on my latest painting when an email notification popped up on my screen. It didn't come from my usual contacts. I wanted to check it out later, but curiosity got the best of me. I opened the unread mail and saw a message I could only dream of. It was from a famous art website I've been a fan of for years. They were asking if I could allow them to feature my artwork. My eyes welled up with tears. It's like a huge weight was lifted off my back. For the first time in my life, I was acknowledged for my efforts. I felt like I was finally... accepted! As I was absorbed in my thoughts, I heard Jill's voice at the door. Liam! There was urgency in her voice. I quickly got out of the room. She was leaning against the wall, clearly out of breath. What happened? Are you alright? They are looking for you! The joy I was experiencing just a few seconds ago disappeared into thin air. Jill told me my parents were getting suspicious of my whereabouts. They can't get any information from anyone. When they asked her, she said she knew about my vacation but didn't know the location. I got worried. Mainly not for myself, but for Jill. I don't want to get her in trouble. I instructed Jill to act natural and insist that she knows nothing, because I told her not to let anyone know where I was going. Weeks passed. Summer vacation was almost over. I didn't hear much about my parents anymore. They probably gave up on me as I expected. While I was planning what to do next, I got a job from the website that featured my artwork. One night, as I was surfing the nets, I stumbled upon an online art competition. It was a sponsored event by some of the most well-known organizations in the country to raise awareness about the youth's struggles and show what they have to offer to the world. The grand prize includes $100,000 plus an opportunity to work for a highly acclaimed museum. This is it, I said to myself. It's time to let everyone know what I'm capable of. Sleepless nights and early mornings filled my routine. I did my duties during the day and worked on my paintings at night. The desire to not go back to my old life burning myself out for nothing fueled me. I no longer want to deprive myself of happiness just to please my parents, who could care less what I do. It's only a losing battle. The most anticipated day arrived. The day of the competition. Jill cheered me on as I submitted my entry. Don't forget to treat me to dinner when you win. Even if you don't get the grand prize, one thing is for sure. You have a bright future ahead of you. I looked up at Jill with teary eyes. She looked like an angel with her golden locks cascading down her shoulders and her face glowing as the sunlight beamed through the window. I've always admired how beautiful she was inside and out. Thank you, Jill. You've always been there for me. I'm sorry I couldn't show how much I appreciate you. I was too busy being a sad boy. (laughs) It's nothing. I just care about you. For real. Well, I care about you too, you know? My heart was beating so fast when it struck me. I've been in love with my best friend all along. I was about to confess my feelings when a book fell on the floor, scaring the living daylights out of us. It took a few seconds before we realized we were holding on to each other. We both gave a nervous laugh as we quickly pulled away. (laughs) What was that? I hope it's not a bad sign. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I hope so too. (laughs) Look at the time. We should... Probably get some shut-eye to prepare for tomorrow. Yes! Oh, wow! It's almost dark! See you tomorrow, then. I'll be here once they send you the results. Wait for me, okay? I gave her my promise and waved goodbye as she went out the door. (sighs) I'll tell you soon. The next day, I woke up reminding myself I would continue pursuing my dreams no matter what happens. I beat my chest and got out of bed. I was about to head for the kitchen when Jill appeared from behind the wall looking at me with a silly grin. I went over to my laptop, which was already half open on the table. I read the big words on the screen. Congratulations! Oh, I couldn't finish reading the rest because my vision got blurry. The next thing I remember is crying like a baby on the floor. I did it! My pain and hard work paid off! In the end, it was all worth it. Never in a million years would I think I could face my mom and dad with a proud heart. I'll be coming back home in a couple of days. But I had one wish left. I wanted to keep living a free life just as I have in Jill's cottage. I can't afford to risk my parents getting in the way of my happiness and my dreams. However... I wanted to let the cottage remain a hideaway for Jill and find a nice little place of my own. I was checking out some apartments near our school one afternoon when I ran into our neighbor, Bill. He's the one who lives in the gorgeous Victorian-style mansion close to our house. Liam! How are you? Hi, Bill! Uh, I'm okay. Just got back from the countryside. He gave me a gentle pat on the back. I know about your parents. They aren't too easy to please, are they? I smiled and sighed a little. Yeah, I'm planning to move out soon. I hope they don't mind too much. Bill's eyes widened. You're moving out? Good for you! Have you saved up enough? I shrugged. Well, I was lucky to get an online job. And I also won an art competition recently. Wow! Are you the one who won the grand prize for that sponsored competition? I shyly nodded. That's awesome! I knew you were a talented boy. You deserve to be recognized. His eyes lit up even more. If you haven't found a place to stay yet, uh, why don't you buy mine instead? My jaw literally dropped. Did I hear that right? Yes, Bill said he was going to move abroad for work, and he's been thinking about selling the mansion. He offered me a huge, huge discount. This wouldn't be possible anywhere else. It was a beautiful, warm morning when I arrived at our neighborhood. I was surprised to see all my friends and neighbors welcome me as I stepped out of the cab. Turns out, Jill organized the whole
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Thing. Word about my recent feat spread like wildfire too. Bill was standing there next to my mom and dad who looked like they were trying their best to make eye contact with me while smiling awkwardly. They had no choice but to let me move out. Since I was almost 18, and I just won a prestigious competition. Feeling emotional, I rubbed the back of my head and thanked everyone. I gave Jill a big hug and confessed my feelings for her. She gasped and told me she felt the same. We shared a sweet kiss, like no one was watching. I can honestly say that I'm proud of the person I've become. If I gave up too soon, I would have never known that I was born to make a difference as I am. I grew up around girls. My mom was a single mother of eight, and all my sisters were older than me. I was the baby. But I was also the cause of my sister's envy, because I was the only boy my mother doted on me. She named me Prince, and she lavished me with gifts and love and care. And my sisters resented me for it. Every Christmas, I got a lot of toys. Mom treated me like her little star. She would boast about me to her friends, and every chance she got, she would make me sing in front of her friends at family parties, and whenever she would take me to her workplace. She was so proud to have a child who had talent, when all my other siblings did was spend her money and shop for clothes. And although I understand that it wasn't right that Mom played favorites, I also don't think it was a good reason for what my sisters did to me. She had always wanted to be a singer, but once she got married, she had to give up her career. My sisters were never good at music, and that had always disappointed her, especially because my sisters weren't interested in learning how to sing at all. But I loved it. My earliest memory was of Mom singing me a lullaby, and the moment I could talk, I began to sing. From that moment on, my sisters began to make my life a living nightmare. At school, they pretended like they didn't know me. They would humiliate me to my classmates by telling embarrassing stories that only they knew, and they made sure none of the girls were interested in me. Every time I tried to talk to a girl I liked, they would swarm her and take her away. They would all tell her lies about me, and the very next day, that girl would not want to be anywhere near me. At home, they blamed me for everything that went wrong. They made sure mom didn't have any more reasons to like me over them. One night, they went out without mom's permission to a party. I begged them to take me. Are you kidding? You at one of our parties? They're gonna laugh at us! You don't belong in our space. Do you know how popular we are? (laughs) Oh, it'd be too embarrassing! They'll say we hang out with dorks! My other sisters agreed, and they left without me. That night, they woke me up, panicked. Marina grabbed my arm, and they all dragged me down to the garage in the middle of the night, and I saw why. Mom's car was scratched up pretty bad. It turned out they took it without asking her, and none of them really knew how to drive. You have to help us! You have to fix it! How am I supposed to fix that? I don't know. Aren't you supposed to be a genius? Figure it out. I can't fix everything. It's your fault for taking the car out. Actually, no. It's your fault. At least, that's what you'll tell Mom in the morning. What? If you really want us to let you hang out with us, you should tell Mom you went to that party. And it was your idea to take the car. Maybe we'll even introduce you to Haley. I know you have a crush on her. And if you do this, we won't get in the way. Despite my better judgment, I did as they asked. I guess I really just wanted to be friends with my sisters. I wanted them to accept me. So when Mom found out the next morning, I fessed up to something I didn't do. I thought my sisters would be right. I thought Mom would brush it off like she usually did because it was me. But it was the first and only time I saw Mom really mad at me. She didn't shout. She didn't scold me. She just fell silent. The look of disappointment in her eyes was more than enough to tell me what she thought. She didn't speak to me at all. But before I could even think that she would eventually forgive me, My sisters blamed me again for another thing they did. They stole Mom's jewelry and pawned them so they could go shopping. And they made sure to buy me some stuff, too, so they had evidence that I was the kingpin. Mom finally broke. The car was Dad's first gift to her. And among the rings and necklaces they sold was something Mom cherished very much. It was a ring he gave her for their anniversary. And when my sisters convinced her that I was the thief... She couldn't bear the betrayal she thought I did to her. She didn't leave her room. She just told my sisters to pack my bags and throw me out. And they did so with joy. Because finally they were able to get rid of the favorites. Finally, they would be the stars, and not me. I wanted to tell Mom what really happened. I wanted to tell her the truth, but she didn't want to see me. And my sisters pushed me until I was out of the house. Good riddance. And don't you try and come back. So much for being the favorite. Now you're the prodigal son. The whole point of the prodigal son is that he returns in the end. Ha! We'll see about that. They threw me out on the street. I was alone and cold and didn't know what to do. I would sing in the park or the subway. But people were mean and rude. They would make fun of me. And even when they complimented my voice, they never bothered to leave a tip. I starved. So, I stole. I stole from bakeries, from fruit stalls, and from delis. I'm not proud of it, but I did what I could to survive. Until one day I saw a pair of ladies lunching at a cafe. One of them was having pasta, and the other some sort of frittata. I heard my stomach grumble... In the middle of their lunch, they both stood up and went inside. I saw my opportunity. I ran to their table and grabbed the frittata with one hand and dug the other hand into the pasta. I gobbled it all down, and then I saw that they'd left their purses unattended. I was going to grab them and run when a hand gently took hold of my arm and turned me around. Now, now, you can eat from our table, but please don't take our belongings. Come. Sit with us. Would you like something to eat? Leila and Lola were the nicest people I've met. Instead of turning me in, instead of being mad, they helped me. They fed me, and they talked to me. They asked me about my story, and I told them what happened. And by the end of it, they offered to let me stay in their house. Of course I said yes. I was expecting a regular home and a normal room. But when they took me to their house, I realized they weren't just rich. They were billionaires. There were at least ten cars in their garage. They had a butler and twenty maids. There were paintings from Van Gogh to Picasso to Banksy lining their walls. And the room they gave me had windows from floor to ceiling and a walk-in closet bigger than my old living room. Layla and Lola took me out often, and they introduced me to everyone as their boyfriend. And I would always blush, because who wouldn't when two very beautiful women flirt with you so openly? They both supported my dreams. They sent me to singing lessons with the best teachers in the state. And then, a year later, they introduced me to a music producer. I worked long and hard to record my own music. And yet another year later, my album was released. Waiting for news was horrible. I could hardly sleep. They told me not to expect anything, and I was fully ready to be a flop. And the sales were bad for the first few days. By the third day, my album had sold only 125 copies. And I'm pretty sure most of them were Layla and Lola themselves. I was already about to accept that music was not for me, when the women came running to me with excited looks on their faces. Oh my god, oh my god! Open your TikTok! What? Why? Just open TikTok now! You'll see! I scrolled through at least three videos until i realized what they meant. My song had been made into a sound, and every TikTok after that was using clips from my album. I had gone viral, and everyone wanted more. I checked on the sales and number of streams, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It had all exploded overnight. My phone rang, and when I answered... My producer was screaming in excitement. He was congratulating me and talking about how he can finally go to Ibiza for a well-deserved week of partying. He even invited me, but I had to decline. I wanted to make sure I did something to thank Layla and Lola for everything. For adopting me. For making my dreams a reality. The next morning, I had to go on live TV. There were endless interviews and invites to go to celebrity parties, and in a few months, I won the award for Best New Artist. It was all a whirlwind of amazingness that it felt... unreal. I felt like I was in a waking dream, and I couldn't have achieved any of it if not for three women. Lola, Layla, and of course, my mother. So, after winning it all, I paid them a visit. My mom had found out the truth, but by then my sisters had trashed her credit score and she had no other choice but to live with them and let them support her. They were all in so much debt and were struggling that the house had been put up for sale. I bought it immediately, and I gave the keys to my mom. On one condition, that my sisters never be allowed to step foot there ever again. They had to make their own way and stop using mom to get what they wanted. A few weeks later, I realized what my sisters were doing for a job. They were tagging themselves in my posts and making sure everyone knew they were my sisters. They sold stories about me to tabloids and got a decent social media following because of that. I decided not to let them make money off of me, so I sent out a statement saying they were frauds and that I was not related to them at all, just like they did to me back in school. And everyone believed me. Their sponsorships dropped them, and they lost all their followers. And now I hear they've formed a band and are singing at the subway. They've been dubbed the worst band in town. When I was nine, my parents made me work for my food. They said I was eating too much that they had to take another mortgage on the house. When I graduated middle school, they told me I had to start paying rent. Because like they said, tuition was expensive and I needed to pay them back for it we weren't even poor. My stepmom was loaded. They put me to work in my uncle's bricklaying business. Not exactly a light job for a tiny teenager, but I did it anyway. I just wanted to make money, and every time I did, I would keep some for myself. My name's James, and I'm just a regular dude trying to get through high school. I planned to use what money I had saved up to get freedom as soon as I graduated. I wanted to move out of my stepmom and dad's house so they could no longer tell me what to do. The problem was, I didn't account for life happening, and all the random problems and opportunities it can bring. It all started when we were on a class trip to some modern art museum. The only reason we were able to go to such a fancy place was because one of our classmates' dad owned it. Unfortunately, while the class was leaving, I saw Jonas trip over the carpet and slam into one of the pillars that held a very expensive looking glass. I would have laughed. See, Jonas was a bit of a rival of mine. We've always gone after the same girls. I always wanted to be cooler than the other. And seeing my rival do a tumble would have been hilarious. Only that I saw the vase tumbling down with him. And I knew we'd all be in trouble. I tried to catch it, but I was too late. Jonas fell, caught the vase, and crashed it as he rolled on the floor. It was broken into a thousand pieces. Luckily, there were no alarms, but we were both panicking. Any moment, someone might walk in. I put aside our rivalry and told him I would help him. Quick, uh, hand me those pieces! uh, Huh? Hand me those pieces so I can hide them! I'll cover for you! I'll tell them we didn't see anything! We have to get out of here, now! I gathered every little piece I could find and put it in my bag. But then, that very same moment... The owner of the museum appeared. Behind him was our classmate, Carol. She was shocked when she saw me holding the broken pieces of the vase. I tried to explain, but Jonas blurted out immediately. It was him! He was going to hide it, too! I told him not to hide any of it, but he didn't want to get into trouble! And with just that one statement, I was found guilty. They didn't even need to investigate it. After all, they caught me red-handed. The very next day, my parents were called in by the principal, and I got a world of hurt. Carol's dad demanded that we pay for the damages. I wanted to tell them all that it was Jonas. But who would believe me? I was the one holding the broken pieces when they found me. That night, Mom and Dad berated me for a solid two hours. "'How dare you get us into this much trouble!' Do you know how long it will take me and your mother to pay back $50,000? Mom, Dad, it, it wasn't me! Stop lying! Now go upstairs and think about what you did. Just for this, you won't get any birthday or Christmas presents. As if I ever got any in the first place. If I said that out loud, I would have gotten grounded for ages. My parents forced me to hand over every penny I made seeing how I needed to pay for the broken vase myself. I got depressed. I was really looking forward to being out of the house as soon as possible. That was when Carol approached me at school. What's wrong, James? You seemed down these past few days. Oh, besides the fact that I owe your dad 50 grand? Not much. My parents are working me twice as hard now. They refuse to pay for it. I'm sorry. I tried to ask my dad to let you off the hook, but he never listens to me. I wish anyone would have listened to me. It was Jonas who broke it. You know what? I might just have a solution. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That intrigued me, so I asked what Carol had in mind. My dad's been trying to get me to marry this douche, We've known each other since we were four. Our families arranged for us to be engaged when I turned 16, and we would get married the moment I turned 18. I don't want to go through with it, but my dad never listens. My fiancé is awful. Plus, he's like 10 years older. I haven't even seen him in years. So... What do you want me to do about it? Meet me at the Red Ribbon Diner at five tomorrow. Tell your parents you'll be gone for the week. Tell them you're going to go to a friend's party to kick off the summer holidays or something. I dressed as nicely as I could, not knowing what we'd be up to. I brought a change of clothes, and as soon as I got there, Carol handed me a thick envelope. And when I looked into it, my jaw dropped. There must have been at least ten thousand bucks in there. (laughs) What the... That's just for this weekend. I'll give you double that if we pull this off. Carol drove us to a villa by the sea. It was huge and extravagant. I'd never been in a house that expensive. She told me I was going to stay there for the summer, and given that my parents didn't care where I was, I said yes. She told me she needed my help. Her parents were going to arrive in the neighboring villa soon, and that I would pretend to be her boyfriend for the whole summer just to annoy her family and her billionaire fiancé. If we got the fiancé to call the wedding off, she'd pay me forty grand more. That would take my money up to sixty. Enough to pay her dad and to have a bit of change for me to leave home. I acted like the biggest douche there ever was. When we went to meet her family, her dad was so red, he'd think he was about to blow steam out of his ears. The fiance was taken aback by the fact that her fiance had a boyfriend and I put on the best performance of my life. I talked non-stop about myself. I would keep kissing Carol in front of everyone. Carol bought me expensive clothes and the tackiest watches and jewelry, and I wore them all. I spit at the table. I made gross noises while having dinner with her family. And best of all, when I told her I loved her, I'd look straight in her fiance's eyes and wink at him rubbing it in his face that his girl was mine. That dinner ended in chaos. The fiancé, humiliated by all that, threw his glass on the floor. I don't know what you're playing at, Mr. Eggenman, but your daughter clearly has no intent to be faithful to me. I'm calling off the wedding. My father will hear about this disrespect. The merger between our companies is done. I never want to see you or your daughter ever again. He left in a huff, throwing a tantrum like a baby. And Carol's dad's face was unexplainable. Her mom was almost in tears at how horrible I was behaving at the dinner table. And her brothers and sisters were all taking videos of the whole thing. Please, Carol, I give up. Please, break up with this oaf! I'm begging you Tate anyone, anyone but him! I went home after the summer, 60000 richer. Yep, her dad let me off the hook just so I would leave his daughter alone, and I gotta keep all the money from Carol. The problem was, my stepmom found the wad of cash when she was cleaning my room, and I had to fess up to her. I thought she would scream at me. Instead, she had a mischievous glint in her eyes. You know, I've been asking your dad for a trip to the Bahamas for ages... But he never budges. So, here's my plan. My stepmom wanted me to start dating my stepsister. In her mind, if I did something so grotesque, she could convince dad to give her anything if she put a stop to it. I said yes, of course, given that she was prepared to offer me ten grand, and just to get her off my back. Unfortunately, when dad found out, it wasn't the result we were hoping for. He threw me out of the house, and my stepmom didn't pay me. But that summer, I found out there was a niche in the market I could fill. So I started my very own rent-a-boyfriend agency. At first, it was just me. I would go out on dates with lonely girls or girls who had to go to events and needed an arm candy. I made so much money, I even got to pay for college. That was when my business really boomed. My dorm mates found out what I was doing and they wanted in, and I hired them. They paid me 10% of their earnings. Valentine's and Christmas were our busiest times. On my senior year, my company took in hundred grand in profit during Valentine's Day alone. But that year, we almost shut down. Because guess what? Remember Jonas? My rival? Well, he's been stalking me. And now, he works in the same business. Once again, we were rivals. He tried to spread rumors about my company, telling everyone I stole his idea. Jonas was a smooth talker, and a lot of people believed him. So, I had to take him down. I sneaked into his offices one night, and with the help of my guys, we hacked his computer and downloaded his entire client list. That night, I sent them 50% off coupons for my company, and once they'd experienced how our services were much better, and that i taught my guys how to listen and act like the perfect gentleman, They switched to us entirely. Jonas's company went into the ground. It was around that time that Carol came back into my life. I looked for you at your old house. They said you haven't been there in years. Oh, yeah. What brings you all the way here? Well, I heard you run a business now. I'm finally free of my dad, by the way. I was wondering if you'd do one last job for me. What is it? For you? Anything. Free of charge. See, I was wondering if you'd pretend to be my boyfriend again. Of course! But this time? Forever. So now, Carol and I are married. And I don't go out to clients anymore. I only run the business. As was our deal, Carol is now my one and only client.